Today on the Sound Doctrine Podcast, we are going to continue our studies of hell, and this will be number 27 in our thoughts or uh, different studies on hell. And once again, since we're studying on hell, we know that this is very sobering and uh, uh, you can call it depressing if you want to, but it is a reality that must be dealt with and understood because this will be the fate of the majority of humanity. That's why it says in Romans 2, verse 5 says, But after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and the revelation of the righteous judgment of God. It talks about what's going to happen for those who suffer the righteous judgment of God and actually hell to follow. So we see that everyone's going to get their just reward. Everyone. God rewards even the transgressors by allowing them to reap up and heap up the fruit of their ways. So hell will be the ultimate place of reaping. We say, boy, I'm reaping what I sowed. Well, hell will be the ultimate end of that, and it'll be an everlasting end. And so hell is more than just a prison to hold the offenders. Hell is the recompense of their life. It kind of where every deed they did comes to fruition and they're judged for it, and they're rewarded for that. It said they'll be punished with an everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. Second Thessalonians 1.9. I remember when I was a young man, I heard a preacher preach a message called God's Torture Chamber, which is hell. And I heard and learned, that, and as I study, it's true, I find that each soul will have his own personal hell fire for his disobedience on earth, and distinct tortures of hell that are on purpose, that are customized for the wages of the sins that they committed. Each wage is different. So the sinner will reap an eternal death with many individual judgments. And we're going to list these. And I'm not going to give the verses so much because it'll take just too long. There's just too many. But I'm trying to present a vivid picture to us to understand what hell is like down there. It's a torture chamber. It's a prison. If you read Psalm 88, verses 1 through 18, it's a testimony of a man who is in hell and the things that take place for him down there. And let me just give you some of these. There's there's actually quite a few, but we'll just look at some of these. Uh, number one is a constant crying out for mercy, but no response is ever going to come. Never even going to get a response. They will end this be in a perpetual state of need and verbalizing their sufferings, but not being heard. Why? They're in hell. Uh, Next, awareness that they are forgotten by those that they once knew and loved. This will be a terrible uh, torture of hell to know that the loved ones that they once knew and loved, the only people they probably loved on earth, maybe be the only people that ever loved them, will never even think about them again because they are in heaven or somewhere else. But these people are left alone and forgotten. Nothing worse than being completely forgotten. Next, they're going to be in darkness, never to see the light again. You know, it's notable that those close friends and families will end up in hell with them many times, but they'll be put so far from them away that there'll be no friendships in hell, no fellowships in hell, no parties in hell, no discourse or communication in hell with those around you. They will be purely alone and purely in the dark. 
The next thing is they will acknowledge that they're locked up with no hope of ever getting out. Think about that. They know it's over for me. I'm never getting out. The term shut up is used. It's an internal solitary confinement. How dreadful is this? They also will have an acknowledgement that they are under God's wrath. They will know why they are in the position they are in. They will feel constant pressure of the judgment. So when God lets his wrath pour out upon someone, he spares no energy or ammunition or fury. Uh, He will be not worried about wasting his bullets or wasting his ammo or wasting anything. He has an eternal supply of these things. Deuteronomy 32 verse 22 says... He will be pouring those out there under his wrath and begging for another chance, yet never going to get one. They'll wonder, why won't God be merciful to us or to the dead and let me get out so I can praise him right this time? Well, there's no possible chance. You had your opportunity on hell, I mean on earth, you'll never get it back. Next continually being attacked by the terrors of God. If you're under the wrath of God, the terrors that come from hell, in hell, are going to be there ordained by God. These terrors are fears that will arise from paranoia. And these people in hell, they're never going to grow accustomed to being there. Like some places you'd be on earth, you just say, well, I just kind of learned to put up with it. You won't put up with it in hell. It'll never grow old. Uh, It'll never get just the norm. There'll be a constant alarming that God's after them and out to get them. Remember, Job spoke of the terrors when he was being tested. And he said, I'm never getting rest from these things. So when God terrorizes you, there's no doubt what has taken place. You know you're getting persecuted by one who has hatred for sin and rebellion. And so, as, as sadly as this is, we, got, we must think about how horrible it is, but how sobering it is. Everyone has their opportunity now while they're in the flesh to receive Christ and amount to something before God. Next, they're going to have a sensation of drowning and being overcome by the deep. If you could imagine that sensation of being sucked under the water and being drowned and going under, 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 must be one of the worst horrors you can imagine is drowning. And and can you imagine feeling this way for all eternity, though? David gives us a view of this torture in Psalm 69. And it's all through there. It's like the soul being overflowed and swallowed by deep rising water. And so David begs God not to let him have this end. But see, David's on the earth. Speaking of a man who went to, uh, like a man who went to hell. Remember, Jonah went under the deep. He got a glimpse of this intense suffering. And God had mercy upon him because he was a type of Christ. Next, fire and brimstone raining down upon their head. You know, we talk about I'm in the rain and I'm getting rained on. What about when rain is coming down on your head and it's fire and brimstone and it's for all eternity? Psalm 11 verse 6 plainly says, Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire into deep pits that they rise not up again. What a statement. This is the portion that's handed down to them at the judgment that hot, hot burning coals will fall on them from above and they'll be in a constant torment from it. This is horrible, horrible place to be. Next, 
a horrible noise that hurts the ears. Psalm 40, verse 2, he said, He brought me out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. That's a noisome, loud pit that will not let up. It's a constant tumult of hell, of loud sounds from the earth groaning from within and the wailing of the souls and that you'll hear and the screaming of the torment will haunt one as he has to deal with his own suffering while others suffer around him. Hell is such a loud place. There's never any rest. And so the unrested souls will endure there. It'll be so frightening. Imagine being in a situation where you can never get comfortable. Never. Can never have peace of mind. Can never get a moment of silence, as we say. All you hear, the moans of others, the rushing of the flames, and the groaning of the earth as they continue to grow upward. Next, some people... According to Proverbs 10, 31, will have their tongue cut out because they use their tongue for so such evil on earth that they're going to have their tongues cut out in hell and ripped out of their mouth as a judgment of God. And they will be gnawing on themselves, on their what's left of their tongues, for pain. It says they will gnash their teeth. We know this verse. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When they... When a person has gnashing of teeth, it's usually from an attitude of bitterness or trying to get revenge. And there's a spirit of uh, hate in them and the despair of heavy regret. And so they grind and grate their teeth away as they continue this plight. Imagine how this must be with people gnashing in their teeth in hell. Some people are going to have their teeth broken out in hell. Psalm 58, verse 6, Break their teeth, O God, in their mouth. Break out the great teeth of the young lions. While on earth they were worthy of this punishment, and some people, they use their teeth for wrong. Um, In hell, they're going to get their reward. So the gnashing of the teeth will turn to grinding of broken remains of what's left. If you'd imagine having eternal toothache, what it would feel like. That's what could happen to people who end up in hell. They will be bound hand and foot, the Bible says, bound to where they cannot squirm. Found in Matthew 22, verse 13, they won't be able to squirm their way out or squirm into a new position to get some some rest. No, they're bound. They will be attacked by serpents and scorpions. In Luke 10, 19, he said, I'll give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over the power of the enemy Nothing by shall any means hurt you. This is God's people. They get victory over these things. But the people in hell, we don't know what type of horror awaits them as they go down there. We do know that there's locusts that sting men. And there's millions and millions of them down there right now waiting to get those who are bound up and unable to squirm. Horrible place. Then they will, you know, you think about it. In heaven, there's no day nor night. There's no darkness. But in hell, there will still be some type of a day and night type of thing. They're still going to be under the ordinance of time. Revelation 14, 11 says, The smoke of their torment riseth up day and night forever and ever. They will have no rest day nor night. So though people in, hindered won't be, uh, in heaven won't be hindered and won't be controlled, by time, those in hell still will. They are still on the earth, living under the ordinances of the earth. 
it's it's really sad. Remember when Job was really suffering? And, and he said in chapter 7, verse 4, When I lie down, I say, When shall I rise? And, when, and the night be gone. I am full of tossings, full to and fro, under the dawning of the day. Some people, they beg for the day to come, and then when it comes, they, they long for the night. They're that miserable. That's what hell's going to be like every day for all eternity. Some people who are so evil that they rebelled against their parents and despised their own parents and authority will have their eyes picked out by evil birds. Proverbs 30, verse 17. These evil spirits are going to be coming in and picking out their eyes and they'll be blinded because they couldn't see the importance of God's preordained rule and law that you will obey and honor your parents while you're on the earth. These moans and these groans that will be found in hell are going to be very repulsive sounds to hear. Also, notice a lot of these are physical attacks. Some people are going to have their arms broken while they're in hell. Psalm 10 verse 15 said to break down the arm of the wicked and the evil man. These people are going to have their arms broken and not in a cast for all eternity. Can you imagine how we can't comprehend some of the things that people endure in hell? The Bible says that in Job 20 that they will vomit up the wickedness that they partook of while on earth. All the things they sucked in and they took in on earth, indulging in sin, they they allowed it into their life. The, all the foods of deception that they ate and the riches they accumulated and the things they let Satan provide for them and all the illegal drugs they took, and just everything. There will be a full restitution. Everything they labored for on earth will come back up and they will vomit it up. Think about that. This could be all the alcohol that they consumed in their life and the smoke they sucked into their lungs and all the fancy and delicate foods that they ate. These verses in Job seem to indicate there will be a taste of vomit in their mouth forever and ever with a sick feeling within. This is the plight of those who reject Jesus Christ and go to hell. Another thought or will happen to some in James 5, verse 1 through 3, it says that the wealth of the rich men on earth will eat on them in hell. What they heaped up on earth for their own riches for themselves, they're going to come back on them in hell and eat on them and kind of deteriorate them while they're in hell. And what that means is there's going to be a complete and total misery in hell. It says that they are going to weep and howl for the miseries that will come upon them. This huge weight of wretchedness, calamity that they will bear almost incomprehensible what people will go through down in hell another thought is there will be constant hunger and constant thirst yet never being appeased Isaiah 65 verse 13 and 14 teaches this truth that people are going to be down in hell they're going to, they're going to be hungry forever and never get satisfied there will be a cursing and an evil that falls on the sinner that they'll know they're living under a curse you think about this, all the curses and evil things they said about others while on the earth and all the evil de- deeds he did to others, they're going to be recompensed to him down in hell. So as he loved to curse other people on earth, 
so shall he feel the same cursing throughout all eternity. He will feel it even into his bowels, the Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 16 through 20. It'll go deep into his his soul body, and he'll have anguish from every turn. That's the horrible place called hell. This is God's torture chamber. They're going to feel persecuted, targeted for destruction, with no rest inside at any time. Did you know that the people in hell were going to be beaten with stripes uh, as a criminal would gotten beaten in the old days? Luke 12, verse 47 and 48 says, This is where a defendant would be forced to lay on the ground and be beaten with a rod. God said those that reject the truth and live against the truth are going to be beaten with many, many stripes. Some will be beaten with few because they were ignorant. There will be a feeling of exile and being thrown away as trash. That's why in Luke 13, 28, Jesus said, you will be thrust out of the kingdom as you see other people being in the kingdom. You're going to be thrust away like trash that doesn't belong. Being thrust away from all that is good, it'll cause them to know what they truly are. They'll be in, there's no remedy to their state. They must spend eternity being what they really are, which is trash to the sight of God and garbage and refuse and the despair will be great. Here's another thought. Mark 9, verse 43 through 47, they're going to hate their body and themselves for the situation that they are in. All the things in life that offended and kept them from Christ will be remembered and despised. The vices, the habits, the inordinate affections of the past, things, these things are going to haunt them. The body parts that they loved and pampered are now going to be repulsive to them. That which they gloried in on earth, on their looks, they're going to be repulsed by it. They're going to be degrading down to very primitive and lowly existence. Their bodies are going to actually change and become despicable even to themselves. They're going to end up in hell with an intense hatred of themselves and will gnash their teeth. We're going to talk about this in another study soon. The 27th thought about hell. And these are truths. There will be so many pains on them that come from all sorts of places. Psalm 116.3, The sorrows of death compassed me about, and the pains of hell got a hold upon me, and I found trouble and sorrow. Notice these are pains, plural. They're going to multiply against them until they go insane. One person me, I can't imagine the sorrow that people will feel and the trouble they will endure. These are th- agonies that were never felt on earth. Yet in hell, they will have these forever and ever. These pains will grab a hold of the sinner to never let them go. And as I'm finishing up, let me just say that the company that they will be keeping in hell are the worst of the universe. And they're going to be with them for all eternity. Think about that. Isaiah 24, verse 21 and 22 tell us this, that they're going to be all locked up in a prison together with all the wicked of the earth and the high ones and the proud ones, and they're all going to get punished. Not only will there be the most wicked men of the earth has ever produced down there, along with those that die and go, but all the fallen angels that, that followed after Satan. Who knows what's really down there? Just got to thank God that the people that are saved and us that are going to heaven, we won't have to know. 
we will not be there to experience any of these things. But hopefully this will put us in a mode to win the lost at any cost and our loved ones, saving them with fear, pulling them out of the fire. You know, think about this. Man's vivid imagination of hills and these these creatures down there, just a preview of what they're going to live with in the pit when they get there. They're getting just a small little preview. But us in heaven... Will be spent. Will be suspended in heaven in the New Jerusalem, far above all this. Forget, forgetting it all, it wouldn't be heaven if we knew that our loved ones were down in hell, burning. God's going to take away the tears from our eyes and erase the memories of these people and things, so we can go on and love Him for all eternity, where it says all shall be made new. But hell, it's a horrific place. Hard to imagine. But it's real, and we know it to be so. All throughout the Bible, God tells us that it is so. Did you know there's more verses about hell than there are about heaven? And so the Lord Jesus did all he could to prevent man from going to this dreadful place. It says in the book of Job, God gave every opportunity for men not to go to the pit. So the ball is in our court now. Will man have faith in Jesus Christ? Or will he stubbornly refuse and find his way down into hell fire? We see that these punishments of hell are like a complete package of judgments. It will recompense men for their evil ways. And nobody ever got away with any sinful way or hellish lifestyle. We think people are getting away with it on earth. Hey, the sins, the judgment for sins come afterward. God has their number. He knows the records of their deeds. He's a very just God. He's not a cruel God. Like you would think by hearing this, that we have a cruel God. No, he's a just God and he's equitable. He will give man exactly what they deserve. So these are hard to understand on this side of eternity. But we know there's things to be true. And when we get to heaven, we'll know all things with him and we'll understand it all by and by. Now, I'm not saying that Everyone in hell will receive all these punishments. That's completely up to God alone. But we're saying that every man that ever lived will receive his just due because God said it would be so. So let's keep people from going to this place called God's torture chamber, which is hell. Think on these things and and think of someone that you can go to and compel them to come to Christ. It's It's vital. It's urgent. Let's don't fail in our endeavor to spread the gospel. Thank you for listening to the Sound Doctrine Podcast.